to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 256 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic Labor Day weekend. Oh, tell you the weather up here in metro detroit was flawless absolutely perfect and you're not going to believe this it was perfect weather and i did not get in any golf but hopefully that'll be changing this weekend ah yes well we are one race into the cup playoffs and boy did things uh get interesting can't wait to talk about that a little bit later in the show but before i do don't forget to go roast the competition be the first to the finish line with Five Lakes Angry Brew. Angry Brew is a massively caffeinated, amazing-tasting, high-octane power pack fuel that will get you to the finish line all day, every day. When you need a power-up, reach for Angry Brew. Coffee with a punch. And don't forget to go use code LAPPED. That's L-A-P-P-E-D at checkout. Get 10% off your order. And speaking of Angry Brew, I still have some stuff to give away. Things have just been so crazy. Uh, You guys know that I got a new job, then I got another new job at the old company I was at, and things have just been intense uh, and and busy, and there's some some more things coming down the pipe that I'm excited to share with you guys uh, over the next couple weeks, and uh, yeah, all good things, all busy things, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll go from there, but uh, anyways, this weekend, I tell you what, it was nice, not a thing scheduled, not a thing booked, Uh, well, a couple things booked, but fun things. Things like Friday night hosted a live uh, fantasy football draft for uh, one of my buddies that I've been in his league for uh, man close to I think let's I think eight years I've been in this league because uh, funny story so Lindsay and my 10 year wedding anniversary is in a couple weeks September 24th and while we were on our honeymoon in Aruba. Uh, we're at the swim-up bar, and this is back when the Detroit Tigers played meaningful September baseball. And so we were there was some meaningful September baseball going on. And the uh, I heard a guy talking about the Tigers, and he had a Detroit Tigers hat on. I had a Detroit Tigers hat on, so we started talking. Him and his wife got married the day before us, and lo and behold, they lived like 10 minutes away from us so we have been friends with them ever since so which is awesome so we always celebrate our anniversaries together looking forward to doing that again this year and so i say all that to say so it was that fantasy football draft 10 guys having a good time uh shooting the shit and drafting in person and just you know razzing on every pick for everything and and had a great time friday night uh saturday Smoked uh, one of the best meatloafs I've ever made. Watched the Michigan game. Uh, and, of course, you know, Michigan had to go do Michigan things and have their best wide receiver get injured and out for the year. Uh, I'll get into that a little bit later with Brian Newdorf. Um, Sunday, smoked a chicken, went to a peach festival, watched the race. Uh, and then uh, Monday, smoked brisket. So that this, the Traeger got a workout this weekend, which was awesome. Uh, hung out, relaxed, all good things. So there's that. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with Tyler Ankrum. Uh, and it's been a minute since Dustin Albino has been on. I am going to reach out to him. He doesn't even know this yet. So uh, I'm going to reach out to him to see if he's going to be available next week uh, for a uh, J-Ski show, as I believe he's going to Richmond. So I think that'll be awesome to get him on 
after that. Um, tonight, guys, I'm so sorry. CJ Wolliver was scheduled to be on the show. Uh, unfortunately, uh, last minute, some things popped up for him that he is not able to be on. Uh, so unfortunately, you're getting me tonight so i hope that's enough uh to keep you listening uh we'll, we'll uh i'll talk about some uh trucks xfinity and cup from darlington so much to talk about uh quick social media newdorf and i are going to talk uh opening college football and have uh see what's going on for this weekend at richmond lucky dog lap down picks and of course some lap traffic fantasy playoffs so uh without further ado i am going to get things rolling and and let's talk about this weekend so we'll start with the trucks as usual. However, they uh, race second this weekend instead of first, which is always cool. I love when they shake that up a little bit. Um, you know, when when you look at the truck standings, to me they're a little weird based on points where they're seated. You know, obviously you got John Hunter, Sheldon Creed on a hot streak, uh, but I would say it's it's open for grabs to whomever wants to step up these last five races. Before we get to the sixth and final race uh, at Phoenix, you know, you've you've got, you know, John Hunter uh, and like I said, Sheldon Creed. But, you know, Matt Crafton, uh, Stuart Friesen, Ben Rhodes, Todd Gill, you know, all of these guys, you know, 15 points between seventh and tenth, you know. So it could be really anybody's game who misses the cut. Um, throw in the fact that we're going to Bristol, which which can always be, you know, an interesting race from a truck series perspective, you know, a little more short track beating and banging them kind of thing. But uh, I mean, just the fact that you had the class of the field, Sheldon Creed and John Hunter uh, finish one, two, uh, both won a stage, both top five in the other stage. Like, I mean, they are putting on the clinic out there right now. And like I said, it's up to two other guys to decide who wants to step up to the plate, play with the big boys, and try to make their way to the final four. Uh, you know, got a couple more off weeks, shorter play, or, you know, a, a more condensed playoff field, which I love. I personally still think the trucks is, is too big. Uh, but I digress, you know. So, when I look at that, you know, I, I think it, it's you look at KBM Motorsports, who has struggled, uh, you know, when Kyle Busch isn't in one of the trucks. Right. How many years did you know, did they not even make the playoffs in the truck series? So they have obviously struck gold with John Hunter Nemechek, uh, John Hunter, much like, you know, Kyle Larson, you know, odds on favorite. Anything still can happen, as we've seen in years past. But. You know, we, we you, Matt Crafton, uh, 2019, wins the Truck Series championship without even winning a race. Uh, last year, Kevin Harvick, you know, obviously dominated the season with nine wins, doesn't even make the Final Four. You know, so all, all of these caveats can come into play. Uh, but obviously, there, there is something to be said here about what John Hunter has done in this truck. Something to be said about what Sheldon Creed has done. Uh, you know, number of races, you know, limited or no sponsorship on that truck, you know, which just baffles me that we've got a the defending champion uh, that, that can't catch full sponsorship. And I, you know, you might recall earlier in the year, uh, him and Marcus Limonis got into it on Twitter a little bit in terms of, you know, uh, you know, the two truck not wanting to, you know, take just anything thrown at them and undervalue what the truck sponsorship is worth, you know. So uh, kudos to being able to to maintain, be competitive, do all the things that we expect out of out of that truck and, and GMS. So I think that's awesome. Uh, when I look at a couple disappointments, though, you know, it 
you can't not look at uh, Ben Rhodes, you know, uh, a rough outing this past weekend outside of winning the first two races of the year. He's probably he may not even be in the truck championship. I don't remember where he was seated points wise going into the last uh, race before the playoffs. But I mean, you know, just just some horrible performances there, uh, you know. And, and that's just kind of been Thor the last couple of years. Like they, they might have a couple breakthrough races, but man, they, they, they just seem to be on the outside looking in more times than not, which is a bummer. I love that organization. Uh, and I, I really hope they're able to turn things around, uh, you know, going into 2022. Uh, so there's one, another uh, thing that's disappointing is, you know, last week's guest, Tyler Ankrum, like just felt like they were on the brink so many times and to miss out. Uh, that's another organization that I hope can can recover and find a playoff spot next year and really start to uh, see and, and get to victory lane a couple more times. Austin Hill, you know, two wins, won the last two regular season races, you know, down there on the bottom, on the verge of the cut line. You know, he's, he's only five points to the good. Anything can happen at Bristol. You know, one more bad race, and he's going to find himself in a must-win situation. Or, no, actually, Bristol is the last race, right? We've had two truck playoff races. See, I forgot when uh, they're so spaced out. Uh, Watkins Glen was their first playoff race. So here we are on the verge of the end of round one, and boom, you know, things can really get dicey here, you know. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here as, as uh, we get to Bristol. Uh, but unfortunately, we got an off week for those guys. So uh, moving over to the Xfinity series, you know, I feel like uh, this is the first race weekend for these guys where we aren't talking about calling in some winning fashion, whether it's uh, winning the Xfinity race, winning the cup race. Uh, these guys have just been on a tear, uh, you know, and, and they didn't have a horrible outing, but, you know, not the best outing this past weekend uh, at Darlington. Uh, that said, Noah Gregson picks up his first win with two races to go before the playoffs kind of put a little staple on things i love that um you know knowing that we have two more races before the playoffs start for the xfinity series uh i think the points gap has kind of stretched itself out way beyond catching up you know when you look at myatt snyder in 12th with 546 michael and net uh with 509 you know 37 points i mean that's basically a, you know, a full race of, of, of catch up there, which is not easy to make up in, you know, two races, one races, whatever the case may be. So we, we may have our playoff field set in the Xfinity series, unless someone like a Michael and that Ryan Seeger, Brandon Brown can go out and steal one at Richmond or Bristol. I don't think it would happen this weekend at Richmond. I think if anything were to happen, it would be at Bristol, which would be amazing. I would love to see that. Uh, I've, I've gone on record years past, uh, very critical of, of how the Xfinity series would, would shape up. Uh, but we were at spots like this with two races to go with six and seven races to go. So obviously the gap has been closed quite a bit in the Xfinity series and if we were able to throw in the mix Ty Gibbs and Josh Berry uh, you know that would make things even more exciting in terms of you know guys being outside the cut line and, and all that so uh, the Xfinity series has put on an incredible product through these 24 races uh, you know normally we're talking about how exciting the truck series is uh, and, mm, excuse me Truck Series has been great, uh, but the Xfinity Series has really, really delivered this year on a much more consistent 
basis, I feel, uh, which is fantastic in my opinion. All right, let's talk about Sunday night. Ah, uh, man, what a great race. Uh, this thing had everything from drama to playoff drivers wrecking, great racing. It, you know, it, it's funny, ain't it? When you give these guys a little more horsepower, uh, races become a little bit more exciting, don't they? You know, we had we had seven playoff drivers finishing 20th or worse. Chase Elliott, William Byron, Kyle Busch. You know, it, it just you had everything in this race. You had multiple leaders. Um, you had multiple leaders for a consistent amount of time. You know, you did have a dominant group of cars. You know, Denny Hamlin obviously leading 146 laps. Kyle Larson, 156. But um, you had a close race with that, you know, uh, to, to have that type of a finish coming out of turn four on the last lap. You know, there's one more lap to that race. You know, it's a different story. You know, I, I'm I'm glad a caution didn't impact things there. I'm, I'm glad it was the way it was in terms of being able to finish and to show that these guys could catch the leader and, you know, you know, give them a run for the money, which was great. Denny Hamlin obviously picking up his first win of the season, uh, long overdue from that regard. When you look at how consistent he was, what he did last year, you know, Still waiting on Kevin Harvick to get his. Uh, I digress. Uh, but, you know, I think it's incredible what Ross Chastain's done. He's had some great top five finishes this year. You know, yes, he's had some issues, you know, some some top 25s and worst. Uh, but, you know, for his first year in, in this 42 car to be doing what he's doing, I think is fantastic. Um you know, I, I, I think you got to look at what we've got going on here from a playoff perspective. And I'll, I'll use Kevin Harvick as an example here. You know, going into the race, you know, seated last is now in seventh. And uh, I mean, he's only seven points outside of the of, of fourth. You know, do I think he's going to make it to the final four? No, uh, but I definitely think he's going to get a little further than expected. Uh, you know, is he still is he going to is he going to go winless? Something he hasn't done since uh, his stretch uh, after winning the Daytona 500 in 2007. He didn't win again until April 2010. Uh, you know, do I see him going winless? I'd like to hope not because that's one hell of a stretch to go from 2010. Here we are, 2021, and having wins 10 years in a row. Uh, you know, I'd like that to continue for sure. Uh, you know, I honestly didn't have him getting into the top eight. I barely had him getting into the next round. Uh, you know, so from that regard, now he's looking pretty good. All he's got to do is go out there be consistent at Richmond and Bristol, which are two tracks he's done very well. And in the past, you know, then things get a little bit more interesting, you know, so, and, and it's so close when you look at William, uh, Kyle Busch, 2024, Alex Bowman, 2026, Tyler Riddick, 2026, Eric Almarola, 2029, you know, there, there's going to be battles, uh, you know, for this cut line when it comes time to, uh, receiving this thing in two weeks. So, I, I think we're we're set up for some exciting racing. It's it's not going to be runaways in terms of points and all that. And when you look at the fact that you win and you're in the next round, you know it's it's just going to get so intense. And I love it. Um, all right, one last thing that I want to talk about, and that's Kyle Busch uh, and and the situation that involved him at the uh, you know mid to end way of the race. Um, you know, just came out a little bit ago that he was fined. Uh, for his actions in terms of how he got back to the garage area. 
And I'll say this, you know, did he drive aggressively to the garage area? Absolutely he did. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Is he justified in driving angry back to the garage area? We all know how Kyle Busch is, and he's emotional, and he's passionate, and he was pissed off, as we all could tell from his, uh, you know, uh, interview as he got out of the infield care center and I got no issue with any of that other than how he drove through the entrance into the garage area you know I know a lot of the drivers I think probably get a little annoyed with the fans you know pre-covid being back there uh, you know especially during those types of situations during practice you know hounding for autographs and all that and hey I was guilty of that back in the day myself uh, I will admit that and doing the podcast and seeing this thing and this sport from a different perspective, uh, you know, really shed some light on that aspect of things. And, you know, and those were crew guys. Those were guys that had a legit reason being back there, uh, you know, and it came really, really close. Like, be pissed off. I get it. Uh, but, you know, and that's the thing, you know, just so full of, you know, his blood pressure was probably 200, you know, and he was just angry and just not, thinking clearly because i don't think he obviously would want to have intentionally hurt anybody or anything like that i don't think anybody would say that just pissed off at the world at that point in time and just wanted to get out of that car and just be done with it and you know so like i said slap on the wrist for him from a you know how that's gonna hurt his uh his, his wallet uh but you know just to put i think what it does is it just kind of reiterates the safety side of things you know i don't think i'm glad there wasn't any type of points penalty or anything like that uh you know and i'm glad he wasn't fine for expressing himself with a few shit bombs dropped on tv uh you know like i, th I think we could all be past that like if you're offended by that you know i just i mean hey it's passion you know it's it wasn't that harsh of a word in my opinion like you know i'm glad there weren't any penalties for that as well um and i will say i thought he actually i mean not that it matters what i say right none of this does but uh you know i i think he really conducted himself uh pretty well in that interview like he he responded he said it wasn't you know the three's fault it's it was you know they're bringing crap cars to the track and, you know, all of that. Like, I mean, he actually had a pretty decent response and interview there, which which was crazy. So I, I loved it. I loved everything about what we got on Sunday night. Like I said, when I started talking about the cup was we got drama. We got playoff drivers that, you know, we didn't expect to be in the position uh, where they're at now uh, going into Richmond this weekend. So I, I think it's going to be fantastic. Another Saturday, Saturday night uh, race, which is going to be great. So, all right. Uh, that's, that's what I got for you guys there. Let's do a little lap traffic, social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube, Lab Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. Feel free to leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to if you've made it this far into the show. Uh, we got some new followers. Mitch Abides at Mitch Abides, Proud American from Las Vegas. And Toledo Tornado at Toledo Tornado 57, Starcom's esports driver. Welcome to the show, guys. Tell your friends. Don't forget about stickers and koozies 
If you want a koozie for free, all you have to do is go to the website, thelabtravicpodcast.com, fill out the contact page, and I will send them to you for free. And I am going to look to get a giveaway going on here soon because it has been, I felt like I flooded you guys with giveaways for so long that I needed to take a break. So uh, we'll, we'll get another one going out here uh, later this week and, and give it away on next week's show. I think that sounds like a good idea. All right. Let's keep things rolling. Let's get Mr. Brian Newdorf on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Brian Newdorf. Sir, good evening. How are you? Good. It's going to be sunny. Thanks for the segment. Oh, um. <laughs> oh, how, was your, uh, how was your Labor Day weekend, sir? Uh, overall, it was good, um, except for, okay, so... We did go to the Purdue game, and I'm going to be honest. I mean, you and I have had – if only people could understand the conversations you and I have had about the pandemic. Um, we won't go into details. It's, I'm smiling when I say this. Yes. But, so um, you can hate on me all you want. I, I'm, a big ba- I'm a big believer in masks and stuff like that. And I wore one when I wasn't talking to people or trying to uh, – you know, most drinking some water or something like that. So I wore it at the game. Sure. Yeah, I was that guy. I don't care. Hey. I don't I don't make any apologies. You right. know, I'm trying to do my part for others anyway. So, um, you know, so you're looking around. I mean, it's first of all, it was cool to be back, you know, seeing a stadium. I want that. I want that like everybody else does. So but then you're also like, man, that's a lot of people. <laughs> so. uh but anyway, I mean, it was a it was a good experience. My son, who doesn't even play an instrument, uh, who didn't actually make the Purdue band, is part of the band. Is like a, a manager, like you know, like sports teams have managers. Well, yeah, he's doing that. He's so, band manager. I love it. Yeah, he you know, but it was a lot of fun. But on the way up there, my one son's car breaks down on like the other oh. side of the state, near my hometown. So we have to cross over. So we're late getting to the game. And I feel bad for my son, and he's probably getting hosed on the repairs because it's in some small dinky town uh, in South Central Indiana. So that's crazy. And it's yeah, it needs a new water pump. It overheated. It's a it's a 1990. I mean, the car the car graduated. The car is older than as long it's it's older than I've been out of high school. So (laughs) I mean, well, if it's still running, I mean you. Can't complain about a water pump at that point in time. Like that's, no, uh, not at all. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, it's not quite to two. It's not quite to two hundred thousand miles, I think. Okay. All right. Well, hey, it sounds like it might get there. Uh, yeah. All right. Purdue thirty, Oregon State twenty-one. Uh, looked a little dicey there in the fourth quarter for you guys. You know. Yes. I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, it did. But you know what? A victory is a victory, and yes. it's one of the first home opener wins for Purdue in a long time. So we'll take it. I mean, I mean, I think there's some rust, but yeah. And I mean, the, the Oregon state put in a new quarterback and that gave him a little bit of spark there down the stretch. You know, just, I mean, like anything, we've all got to figure out what we're doing. I mean, I could be IU and misspelling our Jersey and then losing. <laughs> so that's uh yeah, that just doesn't look good. Like that's like, did they get that? You know, from and they're—I mean—and they're a liberal arts school. Yeah, <laughs> that just reminded me of like those uh, uh, jerseys that you could order for college and pro, like from China, that you had to send like a uh, uh, Western Union for. They would send them back to you, like 
it was, you know, they were like the knockoffs that came mm. back misspelled and stuff like that. Oh, uh, that's funny. Maybe, maybe that was it. Okay. And then there was, oh, you'll have to look it up. I don't even, it's like Indiana University student and Achilles on Wheel of Fortune. It was a, even people found some stuff deep in the web to make fun of this whole thing. As an, as a Purdue guy, I was excited. <laughs> of course, my, I have a son who goes to IU now and I'm actually thinking I'm actually going to the IU Idaho game, uh, this weekend. That's funny. Uh, and I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even a Vandals fan, but I did live in the state and their colors are black and gold. And I've got a goldish Idaho shirt. I might just wear that because I'm going to be that guy. I mean, I mean, seriously, could you go to Ohio State and even if you had a kid and they went to Ohio State, could you honestly cheer for them? Uh, no, I'd have a hard yeah. time. I'd have a hard time. Like my my uh, my uncle, his one daughter, I mean, my uncle, diehard maize and blue, and his daughter went to, to MSU. And, you know, he had a hard time putting on the, the, the green and white. So, yeah, I mean, I'd have a hard time with that. Um I always joked with my son that if he really got into uh, IU and like joined the band or did something that, okay, fine, I would wear stuff, but my produce stuff would be the, underneath it so that it would never actually have to touch, touch. my skin. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. So I want your take on this because uh, uh, before we hit the record button, you weren't uh, aware of what happened. So Michigan, right? You know, Harbaugh's back for his seventh year that's under criticism and all that kind of stuff. And here they are playing Western Michigan. They're up and they put their number one best offensive player, Ronnie Bell, on special teams for receiving. And he's out for the year with an injury. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I get maybe if it's like, you know, the Ohio State game, whatever. Like, I just don't understand why you would risk putting a number one, number two receiver on special teams for receiving so early in the season, and boom, now he's done. My raw reaction is, well, I'm not surprised. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, it's just, I'm not surprised. It screams I feel like Jim this is, Harbaugh move, doesn't I it? Feel like this is, I feel like this has happened before. Yeah, I feel like this has happened before with Michigan where I mean, granted, I think, sadly, you were playing Purdue at one point and one of your best players went out, too. So um, maybe 2017. I don't know. It, I mean, like, at this point, nothing surprises me. No, no. But you're right. If you're killing Western Michigan, like I saw the score and you're near the end and you put out your one of your best players on kicking route. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he's not doing himself any favors yet. The guy's still employed and you want to talk about, you want to talk about, you know, I, I work in the profession where they say, Oh, it must be nice to be wrong all the time and get paid. Right. I think Harbaugh actually embodies that. That's a good point. I love that. That's, that's true. Uh, <laughs> all right. NASCAR. Um, how about you, Richmond this weekend? You didn't you, you didn't catch the first part of the, the, the oh, segment, I you know. <laughs> uh I, I what we're not gonna talk about I did I did listen to parts of the race oh, when I was right. driving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh I mean 
I, I didn't catch much uh, bits and pieces. Like Larson was the dominant. And then when I finally got home and didn't see it at the end, because I was trying to get things. I mean, I drove across the state of Indiana on Sunday and I had to get up early. So I didn't see much of the end of the race. And then I saw that Hamlin won. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then it sounded like there were very few cars on the lead lap, but it really any given time, unless they took the, you know, the, the wave around. Yeah. Yep. That. So, uh, um, you know, I mean, was it competitive? I mean, I have to ask because the few times I listened in, there was only like four or five cars on the lead lap. I tell you what, between everything that happened, especially from a playoff driver perspective, we had seven playoff drivers finish outside the top 20. Uh, it yeah, was competitive, that. you know, so it, it was it was everything you would want from Darlington and more because now mm. we're, it was a Darlington playoff race. Like I thought it was one of one of the better races I've seen in a few years, uh, you know, they, they gave them more horsepower and, and they were running and they used it and some of them didn't make it. And so from that, I thought it was great. Um, you know, uh, it, you had different leaders, you know, it wasn't just one guy, uh, you know, you were able to make passes in dirty air, even at the front of the field uh, to a degree. So no, I, I, I thought it was incredible to be honest with you. I feel like I should give you an exclusive because I haven't actually, I said I was going to say this on Twitter and then I uh, never said why I haven't uh, been posting much on Twitter. You know, the reason, yes. but uh, uh, I don't want to keep you cause I got to go someplace and you've got a, a, another phone call coming up here in a few minutes for those of you who may be listening. And I do apologize. You know, it's, I'm, I guess part of it is my new job. Most of the people who listen to you and follow me on Twitter know, and I mean, both Aaron and I have had huge transitions from yeah. when we started doing this uh, podcast with you. In the last two years, you know, I left Idaho. I came out to uh, Southern Indiana, uh, Louisville metro area. And it was because I joined the weather service. So, you know, I left television. And, you know, because, but leaving television, also I lost a certain amount of freedom. Um, when it comes to my own personal endeavors. Uh, so, you know, what I had built with NASCAR Weatherman, um, I really couldn't capitalize on it anymore. That just was part of the territory. I wasn't able to, uh, you know, financially benefit from it. So that, that was a hit. Um, and then the time, I'm a shift worker now. I don't have the same, you know, set time to able to update all the time. And sometimes I'm working on a weekend or I'm sleeping or something like that. So, you know, all of those things cut into it. And uh, there's there's other things that I'm not quite sure I'm ready to divulge on that. But generally, I've just kind of lost connection with the sport, connection with what I'm doing. I mean, Aaron deserves so much. And I thank you for the fact that you still have me on. Uh, like, I'm like the bare minimum here when it comes to uh, uh, NASCAR weather. I do keep an eye on it. And especially if there's bad weather when we had Daytona and stuff like that. I mean, we got a lot of crap for Daytona, but I mean, it's Daytona, yeah. you know, I mean, we, I mean, we, <laughs> we didn't September, dodge them in September, mind you. Well, anytime, pretty much from February on. Yeah. Um, I mean, the big thing about Daytona and I, I mean, we got a lot of crap for it, but, um, and I got crap when I said like we had a 60% or fi like 55 or something it was better than average, but I was concerned that we would see the same situation we saw Saturday when we had Daytona. And uh, really the truth was, I mean, the biggest thing that we had to, you know, keep in mind storms or showers, not storms, but showers came within like six miles of the track that entire day when they got the race in. So, I mean, the difference between racing and delays was six miles. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's not, you know, I don't think, I don't think people 
realize that that's kind of, you know, we're, we're forecasting for a point. You know, it's a fairly large square mile area, but it's not a city. You know, you know, as well as I do, it can rain on like, like the track. It can rain on one part of the track and not the other. So, um, I mean, that's tough. And we got a lot of, you know, we got a lot of crud for it at times. I, I took it in stride. And honestly, it's not people and it's not the apps and stuff that have kept me from uh, posting. It's just life. So I'll be honest about that. Life happens. It's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. You, Aaron and myself have all had recent, uh, you know, things that pay the bills changes over uh, the, the uh, you know, recent past here. So it's uh, it's been some adapting when, you know, when you're used to one, uh, you know, groove and, and you got to get into a new groove. It's uh, yeah. You know, it can it can it can throw things uh, for a loop. That's for sure. Um, Plus TV. Yeah, real quick, because it's going to be about ready, about ready. It's about to get really loud in here because my wife's home and the dogs are about to go shit crazy. <laughs> um, but um, the one thing I will say is also being te- here that comes being in television. I had to be constantly plugged into social media. So it wasn't like a stretch to make an update here and there. Sure. Now that I haven't had to do it for two years, it's almost like, do I re- why do I want to do that? You right. know, so it, it does get a little tougher. And my family comes first. My Absolutely. kids are in college and I. The last two years, I was taking advantage of those last few shreds of like kids being around and kids being home before they all, you know, be, flew out of the nest and stuff like that. Yeah, no, 100 uh, percent. All right, sir. Listen, everybody. Yes, I'll do your part so you can wrap this up. Number one, again, great looking forecast. We didn't cover it, but weather looks nice. Warm during the day, uh, Friday, Saturday. I don't think they're racing Sunday. These are the typical Friday night, Saturday night. Am I correct? Yes. Sir. Oh, no, they're doing Sunday. No, they're doing Saturday. Saturday, yes, Saturday. so there's that. Yep. Um, and you can follow me uh, and myself at Aaron. You can follow me at, at NASCAR underscore WXMAN or also the outstanding water-carrying NASCAR weather guru Aaron Studwell uh, at Race Weather. And also go to raceweather.net. Um, while I can't benefit from NASCAR weather, he can. And so he deserves it, and he's been – carrying my butt the last two years across the finish line so uh there you go beautiful i love it i don't gotta say anything else we'll catch you in a couple weeks sounds like a plan all right matt we'll see ya all right great to catch up with brian there look forward to catching him in a couple weeks all right Let's get to this week's lucky dog and lap down picks. You guys know the drill after race weekend. Tweet your picks and I'll read them on the show. Tag you guys in some social media, all that good stuff. Uh, my lucky dog of the race weekend. Uh, I'm going to homer out on this one is Kevin Harvick, uh, just because he did not start off well uh, with his seating and uh, is up to seven. So uh, Kevin Harvick's my lucky dog. My lap down is any playoff driver that finished uh, 20th or worse this past weekend. You guys got yourself a little hole, much like I do in lap traffic fantasy. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner's lucky dog. Denny Hamlin only took 27 races this season. Lap down a tie between uh, Michael McDowell, William Byron, Kyrill Bush, and Alex Bowman. Huh. Would those be some of the guys that finished outside the top 20? I think they might be. Um, let's see here. Brian at Storm and B81. Uh, let's see. Lucky Dog. How about Corey LaJoy in that great run? Love to see it. Lap down. Countless mistakes by playoff drivers, uh, but that should make things even more interesting. Absolutely. I think uh, no doubt there. 
Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Lucky dog, Corey LaJoy, Ross Chastain, great runs. Lap down, McDowell. Well, uh, would have been a perfect race to make up ground if he could have stayed out of trouble. Uh, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky dog, Denny Hamlin punches his way to the next round. Lap down, dare I say it, Rick Ware Racing pulls off the deja vu. I love it. Yes. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog. Hard to choose, but I'm giving it to the lady in black for putting on a great show. Lap down is going to Hendrick Motorsports for ruining all four cars. Can't be mad at Larson there, though. That's why he's the GOAT. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net, lucky dog. Denny Hamlin getting his first win of the season at the right time. Additional lucky dog to Ross Chastain for a top five finish. Lap down Kyle Busch for a rough start to the playoffs. So glad no one was hurt with Kyle speeding into the garage. And, yeah, it did lead to a fine, that's for sure. Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire. Lap down Rick Ware Racing in general. Uh, and KFB and his sassy fit. Elliot and Bell got bubbled. Uh, yeah, I love that. Lucky dog. Corey LaJoy dodging disaster, having a massive day. Chastain for one hell of a race. And Denny for getting the monkey off his back. Uh, Tristan at Tristan Cole. Lucky dogs. Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, Corey LaJoy, Kyle Larson. And anyone who Kyle FB missed in his terrible drive to the pits. And a lap down, Blaney, Rick Ware Racing, HMS Drivers Who Crashed, and Michael McDowell. I'm seeing a trend here. Uh, and last but not least, uh, WF Professor at Ryan underscore Hammond 3. Lucky dog to the fans that got to see probably one of the best races in a long time. Lap down the start of the playoffs for most of the playoff drivers. Many of them just could not catch a break. Hashtag for the cup. I am with you. All right. That is this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Week one of the LT Fantasy Playoffs is in the books. Uh, just a reminder, if you're in the playoffs, get your picks in by Thursday. Uh, we got nine race weekends to settle this thing out and see who's going to win. But right now, joining me on the line, he uh, used to be the staple opener of the Wave Around Hotline. It's Matt Camper. Matt, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Brandon. How are you doing? I am good. Thanks so much for calling in here last minute. Unfortunately, our uh, our two week highs were not available, so I uh, I threw out the who is available email to the fantasy players. Matt, thanks for uh, calling in. And it's funny because you and I had the two worst scores this week. Uh, so we've got a hole to dig ourselves out of and only two weekends to do it. Let's hope so. I mean, the luck of the draw is I'm really hoping this weekend's going to be better. Richmond, who knows? But, um, you know, I remember um, the week after I uh, picked her push in Atlanta earlier this year. Uh, it was rock solid for me. So let's hope this week's better. Excellent. Just yes. like it was after Atlanta. What uh, What did you think of Darlington this weekend? Uh, I'm sorry? What did you think of Darlington this past uh, week? Uh, Darlington, I'll definitely say this. As far as the... Uh, Kyle Bush situation that happened, and um, this was in my lucky dog and lap down picks. I really am not surprised at all that Kyle Bush did get that fine. I'm glad everybody was okay in the end, but that could have been a horrible situation if it wasn't for everybody running out of the way, you Absolutely. know, when they saw Kyle Bush. Yep. Um, 
as far as the racing is concerned, the end of the race was an incredible battle between who was it, Denny Hamlin and um, Kyle I forget Larson who the other driver and uh, Ross Chastain and Ross Chastain and um, whoever the other second place driver was. But that was an incredible battle. Just the ba- oh, Kyle Larson, that was yeah. the driver. That's yeah. right, Kyle Larson. And it felt like, and I, I, I've heard this from other places. This is, it was like a video game into turn four for Kyle Lars and trying to get that win. It was just an unbelievable finish. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, you know, we've had some finishes like that at the road courses. Uh, to get one like that at at Darlington, sorry, because I was, I was going to say Bristol because we've had some like that at Bristol too. Uh, to get a finish like that at Darlington to where it wasn't somebody that had pulled away. It was, you know, you had two guys that were inching up on the leader uh, and, and trying to do a little bump and run type thing there. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I really, I really enjoyed that race. Um, perfect, you know, perfect Labor Day weekend race. Uh, I, I loved every second of it. I did too. And it was, it was an incredible. And I'll say this weekend with, uh, you know, the 20th anniversary of nine 11 and having Richmond and Dale Hart jr. Being in the uh, Xfinity series this weekend uh, for his only race this year. I think it's going to make for an exciting Xfinity race, especially on um, Saturday afternoon. But with the cup race Saturday night, I think it's just going to be a really exciting uh, day of racing on Saturday. Uh, you you called it. I came close to even just picking Junior because I need a miracle. Uh, and if he were to win, that would be a miracle. And I, I'm telling you. So I had uh, Sheldon Creed, who did very well uh, for me. Brandon Jones, who has done well at Darlington in the past, not so well. And then William Byron. I scored a whopping 63 points this week. Uh, Matt, you had, uh, let's see, you had Harvick, Allgaier, and John Hunter, I believe. No, I I think I had um, Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes. Oh, yeah, another struggle there, 87 points. So, yes, we are are towards the bottom, as you will see here. I'll hit the standings here. Uh, In first place with 190 points is Henry Fletcher. Two-way tie for second with 169 between Glenn Atkins and Brad Carnes. Uh, we've got, oh, three-way tie for second, excuse me, uh, at Charles LaPearl there. Uh, in third with 164 is Steven, DFS NASCAR guy. In fourth with 161 is Chad Robb. In fifth with 159 is Jeff Bevan. Two-way tie for sixth with 157 between John Atwinsell and John King. In seventh with 156 is Jess Rose. Uh, in eighth with 154 is Joshua Neal. In ninth with 139 is Fred McClaire. In tenth with 123 is Stephanie Borges. In 11th with 99 points is Michael from the Blind Spot Podcast. In 12th is our guest tonight, Matt Camper with 93. And wrapping out the standings, yours truly in his first appearance in his own playoffs uh, is myself with a whopping 65 points. So, yep, got some work to do if uh, we're going to make it uh, in this thing. So we'll, we'll see what happens this week, sir. Are you ready to make some picks? Yes, I am ready, Brandon. All right, lap traffic fantasy players, we are headed to Richmond where Alex Bowman picked up the win in the spring. While Chevy and Ford have the last two wins of the track, it really has been Toyota's playground. In the last six races, they have four wins, three second-place finishes, two third-place finishes, one fourth-place finish, and two fifth-place finishes. Good for four wins and a total of 12 top five finishes in the last six races for Toyota. Can Kyle Busch rebound? Can the 11 repeat? Can the 20 find some salvation? And can the 19 get back to victory lane? Or 
Will Chevy and Ford have something to say about it? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it is time for our picks. Matt, we'll start with you. Who do you have for the Xfinity Series? I have Harrison Burton, who has had really good consistency since uh, New Hampshire. Excellent. I love it. All right. I am going to go with the safe pick for the Xfinity Series. I am going to go with Austin Sindrick. Uh, Sir, for the Cup Series, who do you got? I got someone who actually has won at uh, Richmond back in 2019, had some consistency since then, and that's Martin Truex Jr., who is the favorite going into um, Richmond. Yes, yes, he does. All right, I'm going to break away from the trend of Toyota. I'm looking forward. I am going to go with someone that's had a couple top five finishes as well these last few races at Richmond. I'm going to go with Joey Logano, uh, assuming not many are going to take him and knowing I need to make up some points. So I'm going with the 22 of Logano this weekend. And I was very close to picking Logano myself. But then once the uh, odds came out, I looked and I was like, the top odds based on the top five from last year was Martin Truex. And I was like, let me just go with him instead. Glad I didn't go the same thing <laughs> as we did at New Hampshire. That's right. I love it. All right, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Good luck this weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, Matt. Thank you, Brandon. Good luck to you too as well. Thanks. We'll see you. Take care. Bye. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 256 of the Lab Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out their website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lab Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Brian Newdorf and Matt Camper for calling in, and hopefully we'll have somebody for next week. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.